universe. He is a giant piece of shit. He's just a walking, talking piece of shit. That's but literally, I mean. he came from somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts the bitty. That's not me, because I really don't. I can't think of any reason to like him. That'd be awesome if he's a summon in the next Star of the South Park game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the order of the stick. Oh, my God. Wasn't it supposed to be out already? Yeah, it's going to come out in a couple of weeks, huh? Oh, okay. So, yeah. well, How far did they push it back? Like, Uh... Uh, Ubisoft bought the company that was developing it, and the company was about to put it out, and then Ubisoft, I guess, had issues with the quality uh-huh. and held it back a year until they could fine-tune everything. Gotcha. So, Makes yeah. sense. Speaking of games, I beat the first Ma- Mass Effect last night. I've, nice. I've, I've been noticing your collection of trophies. I saw one of them was Paramore. Who'd you end up with? Uh, Liara. Okay, yeah. Because fuck Ashley. I don't I, I, <laughs> When I play those games, I always try and uh, balance the, 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 the female characters until one of them calls me out on my shit. I talk to the whole crew because, you know, I like learning the... Mm-hmm. And then, like, because uh, I played the second one before the first one because of, like, you know, the, the way it worked with the PS3. Uh, but, I, like, because uh, the, the first one wasn't released till like, the trilogy pack thing. Yeah. Oh, so they didn't have it in the PlayStation 3. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I did that because I wasn't sure there were, like, you know, side missions you could complete to, you know, to get uh, increased loyalty with uh, the other characters in the first one. Mm. But, hey, Re- I, I say Rex didn't die, which is cool because yeah. Rex is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rex didn't die. Did you, uh, did you kill the counselor members? No. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I let him die because I was just like. A, did, did any of you guys see counselor? The counselor? No, I didn't no. see that one. I heard it, it had very horrible reviews. And, like uh, I was really excited about it because the director, the writer, Cormac McCarthy. The the director was Ridley Scott. That's an awesome. Yeah, yeah, cast. Ridley Scott, and then Javier Bardem, uh, Michael Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt, Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything about it looked fantastic, and then the reviews came out, and like some of them called it uh, Ridley Scott showgirl or something where it's ridiculous and over the top and just doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I walked in, I walked in and Bailey was watching a scene from it and it was Javier Bardem talking to Michael Fassbender and Bardem's his hairstyle's like spiked out 360 degrees Oh, like the Guy Fieri? Yeah, like Guy, exactly <laughs> like Guy Fieri. Like, Let's take his hot dog and put chocolate on it! But he played more of a douchebag than Guy Fieri. I don't he think was, that's possible. His shirt no, his shirt had American flags going down the sleeves, and on the chest and back were butterflies. It was butterfly print with American flags on it. And I thought, like, <laughs> that got me interested. But There's this scene that, like, uh, I hear Cameron movie. Diaz basically fucked a car, so it's, it sounds a lot like, you know, uh, the music video for, you know, White Snake, uh, Here I Go. <laughs> or anything from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big Diaz fan. So, are you going to go through the rest of the trilogy? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Taking a break, uh... The, the last battle was actually pretty easy because I, I, you know, my tendency is uh, to do all the side quests. So I was like, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, I think I was like level forty nine. So you know, I'd, and I had like crazy fucking armor. I had like uh, that Colossus armor. So I had like seventy six shield. I was a soldier. Okay, yeah, I think I was. And well. I had, and I locked like the Spectre gear. So I like you know, pretty mm-hmm. uh, decked out. And my, my uh, companions for the my squad members for that uh, last part were uh, Liara and uh, Tali. I used I like Tali hacking. and Ashley. I think that was. Yeah. I like Leora because the, the biotics are nice to like because like you know especially the ones like where you can uh, yeah, lift them in the air. Like three hours. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I didn't really use the, well. I my character used the biotics a lot, mm-hmm. but I didn't really. Uh, I think the gameplay gets a hell of a lot easier to use in the second and sure, third one. Oh yeah, those so, are comments that's not really like to. Yeah, so the first one I didn't really uh, yeah, do a lot with. But uh, we're, we're like with uh, especially for because you find a lot of guests in the first one. Like mm-hmm. I fucking hate the ghosts. The little qu- quick little uh, bastards. Yeah. Right. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Chores like that. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of that. It's really boring. To no, me. it's yeah, because I, I like the, the one thing I wish that Mass Effect had were like melee weapons. 
they they kind of get those um, in the third one. I think they sort of introduce little blades you can put on your gun. And we're back to Mass Effect. <laughs> Wait, how's that a melee? Oh, you're just gonna club people with your gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I want like I want a fucking laser sword. Well, uh, the best like my character when I did Mass Effect, it was sort of a brawler where he used uh, the bionics to sort of run across the room really fast and uh-huh. slam into people. Okay. And then, you, like, his biotics were really aggressive. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that... You chest bump uh, people to death, essentially. <laughs> essentially. And then, like, I would slam into him, pull out my shotgun, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a Dave Matthews band concert gone horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shotgun! Well, okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Kind of Epic Show. What's up? I'm David Gilman. David West. Chance Hoover. Andrew Crowley. And as you probably would have guessed from the music that was playing... We're talking about Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. yeah, the first trailer popped and, up last week. And my new hip-hop-themed uh, sci-fi RPG, Mace Effect. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, I just noticed Chance has 3PO humping a mic stand. He's holding... My mic stand. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> my <laughs> mic ornament. Look, a solid gold dancer. Hey, hey, see where David's mind is. Asked about my face. What about uh, it? Uh, well, I was. <laughs> what am I supposed to ask? I was. I was trimming. <laughs> I was trimming my neck. Sneezed halfway up my face. Yeah. So I had to cut my fucking beard. I mean, why not just shave the whole thing? <laughs> I don't know. You sounded like a girl. Ch- Chance, have you, you did not notice how my hair looks? Well, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm continuously waiting for child molester jokes. Okay. From, nope. so. No, you, you just need the thin mustache for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the goatee makes you look like, you know, uh, a bro who might go to a NASCAR race or uh, drink beer and watch football. You also have to so own a white van with no windows on it. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> or an ice cream truck. He <laughs> wants to look like, uh, I think it's Xan- Xanos or Xanatos, something like that from the Gargoyles. Mm. Uh, Alright, fair enough. But, Anyways, uh, yeah, I sneezed and At least you don't have a ponytail, because then I would imagine you wearing, so, like, playing like a frontless bass or something. Well, that's because you don't shave. I cut myself shaving one time. But only once in my entire life. Because you were shaving nothing? Actually, I was shaving my pubes at that moment. Oh! oh. <laughs> and it actually wasn't that bad of a cut, so. Alright, that's um, good. Just a little nick. See, did you notice the microphone I gave you today? Is a little one. <laughs> yeah, but it allows you to uh, lean back. back. Lean back. Good, because I don't like to lean sit back. Right. <laughs> I got a bad back, man. I can't be. I can't be sitting prostrate all the time. <laughs> yeah, but it still helps. Mm. I'll uh, I'll project. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah. Well, again, I'm just gonna let people know that uh, Saturday, March 15th, you can come see me and Warner Swoops from Nerd Management Swoop. at the. Indiana Comic Con at five o'clock in room one o or one twenty one. When is that? March fifteenth. The Ides of March. Wonder. Oh, that's a week. Out. Okay, I'm just placing. I usually have back pains that day for some no. reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, yeah. Okay. I'd see what you did there. Ah, 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 ah. But uh, please come, please come see me. I don't want to talk to an empty audience, <laughs> and I want our fans there too. So, all five of them. Yeah, all, all five of you. Um, but yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that was a phenomenal trailer. Yes, yes, it was. It was. Uh, okay, we're getting into it right now. Yeah, yeah. Get in it. Fair well, enough. Yeah. I uh, uh, I watched it like maybe like fifteen twenty times while at work. <laughs> yeah, he came over and he was like, "Why is my phone dead? I don't understand." Here. You've only been for like two hours. Well, I watched the trailer a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I showed it at work uh, to get reaction from people who don't actually know what the fuck a rocket raccoon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, reaction was pretty positive. They all laughed at the right places and good. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. watch the uh, the five uh, profiles on the? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I did. That's pretty yeah. cool. I wish they were a little bit longer. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. maybe about thirty seconds, seconds long. Uh, I hear a little bit more Rocket Raccoon. But, yeah, we actually yeah. hear his voice. Which yeah. sounded it sounded like he was calling. Like he he was referring to somebody as his bitch, essentially. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that is my booty. I didn't <laughs> see it, but did, so did they do anything to Bradley Cooper's voice, or does it stay the same? It sounds like him, but I, I feel as if he's potentially going for like a New York accent or something. Yeah. It sounded a little. It's a bit different. Yeah, okay. I, I, it's not straight up Bradley Cooper. He's doing something to it, but yeah, we only heard one sentence. I just was worried they might like alter the pitch of his voice or something silly like that. Like, oh for... no, they're not making him sound like a fucking chipmunk. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, part of the point they they hired Bradley Cooper is to 
director wanted audiences to be able to connect to a talking Not raccoon real. with yeah. laser guns and so he, he <laughs> I mean you, you had me nice a, to see like party favors at the movie <laughs> you had me a talking raccoon the laser gu- the laser gun part is just sprinkles and frosting on top of a Rocky delicious cupcake rocket raccoon fell back in his room yeah, you, only his to find time. Gamora's rifle <laughs> hold on Andrew hold on if you go back to uh his first appearance in Marvel Preview Six, mm-hmm. I believe it was. He, uh, they actually make a bunch of references to the Beatles, <laughs> and then uh, his uh, second appearance, which was in issue two hundred something of the Hulk, like ten years later. <laughs> uh, the name of it's uh, a young boy from the red mining planet of something named Rocket Raccoon. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I hope he's. Con- Oh man, that would be cool if uh, before they got killed uh, during the invasion, if Rocket Raccoon was in charge of hunting down the Scroll Beetles as a bounty hunter. <laughs> I would read that comic. Well, a, a lot of people don't know about Rocket, which is like obvious because uh, okay, he had his first appearance, and then he had two issues or something like that of the Incredible Hulk, and then a miniseries in the '80s. So the first 20 years of his creation, three appearances for the most part. Yeah, didn't he really just come back during all that Annihilation yeah. bullshit? He I mean, had, like four, three issues of She-Hulk in the '90s, and then he showed up as a pelt on somebody's wall <laughs> after that. How's <laughs> he <Yeah>. still alive? <laughs> <laughs> right, and well, it was clearly a joke. But yeah, he didn't come back until uh, the Annihilation Conquest Starlight <laughs> miniseries. Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I, I've read a lot of comics. The first time I've ever actually read Rocket Raccoon was um, when Bendis started writing Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, so Avengers I don't Assemble. even. Hmm? Avengers Assemble. Oh, yeah, there's that too. But it, essentially the same thing. I mean, yeah. that was basically a prelude, sort of a crossover between the two of them. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't really know anything about these characters for the most part either. Yeah. So it was. You know, I it, mean, for me, it's like. Uh, it's a rocket with laser guns. How do I not have? How do I only have one of these? I want fifty of them. <laughs> a rocket, a rocket raccoon army. Well, I, I I read a lot of the annihilation stuff. I never finished annihilation. There, I read, like, I, the first half. I think I'm getting the first omnibus that oh, has nice. like the first four miniseries. On yeah. And then uh, I picked up their first ongoing in 2008. Uh, the by Abnett and Lanny. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which I really enjoyed. I stopped getting it. During the uh, War of Kings crossover, or, or Realm of Kings, or whatever it was, it was like uh, Black Bolt and then uh, Vulcan, uh, right? Or whatever. And Gladiator yeah. it was basically like Chiar versus the, it, the it humans, a, like the third like chapter in mm-hmm. the Vulcan mess. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reminded me. I have like almost no prior experience. With the characters, yeah, nobody does. Kinda, that's the that's the thing. Watching the trailer, the the closest thing I could think of to that would be the A Team, like <laughs> yes. heroes yeah. that are being put in jail. For, I don't know why, but they're supposed to be the. It's quite clear from the trailer that they're supposed to be the heroes of the film, mm. and they're going to bust out of jail and save somebody's ass. Yeah. Probably somebody that works in the intergalactic military. God, I hope that sequence is set to Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak. <laughs> Dude. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak. Well, yeah. One of the interesting things we're doing with Star Lord is that there is gonna be like a lot Who's of. Star Lord. Um, I never heard Chris of Pratt. No, I. Sorry, there was oh, a joke yeah. in the trailer where. They, oh, okay. I'm Star Lord. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of me. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, since he, he was essentially kidnapped as a child from Earth in the '80s, the only thing he he has from Earth is his headphones with a tape of music uh, like a mixtape and stuff so music from that area is going to be a, play a big part in the movie because it's sort of his, his uh, touchdown yeah his emotional tether there's, that, to her. there's actually like that's an interesting choice by the director uh, I think I was reading uh, it was a reference to a Romero film I want to say it was like because like, I guess there's in like one of the dead films like the like a zombie gets a hold of like head, headphones and a cassette uh, you're, wanna, you're right I don't remember which one I want to say it's the one that's in the mall okay so Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I couldn't remember. But, uh, cause, which makes sense, because, you know, uh, James Gunn got to start doing uh, trauma films and, yeah. and mm. horror films like Slither. I love Slither. That's one of my favorite, like, B-movie horrors. <laughs> Meat. Meat. And starring uh, Michael Rooker, uh, who is also mm-hmm. in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't get to see him, it was kind of a, like, 
I, I liked uh, Nebula. I, I think Karen Gillan looked good as a Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, obviously her and Gamora are going to have some sort of fight that's probably going to be badass. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, what sold, what sold uh, that movie on me was, like, uh, just that first part with uh, Chris Pratt uh, <laughs> w- when they confront him. And, you know, Star Wars, like, okay, this is going to go for a goofy tone. This is going to be a lot of fun. And then when... Uh, Hooked on a feeling came. I was like, "Okay, this this is gonna be a masterpiece." Shut up and take my money. <laughs> well, and the people I showed it to, everybody's liked it. Everybody has really liked the trailer. And but the reaction is, "Who?" But the f- odd thing about the trailer is that most trailers don't do. They introduce you to every character. Yeah. Which no trailers do that. And uh, they knew they had to. Yeah. One thing that's cool, like uh, make sure you watch it like on a bigger screen. Uh, you can read the stats. Yeah, like uh, like Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon. It says like you know bites a lot, and it's there's some fun little factoids. Uh, well, a lot of people got upset that Star Lord was convicted of a sex crime, but right underneath it says he seduced somebody. And if you know your comic lore, uh, the planet that it happened on uh, is like strict about, like, sexual encounters and it was someone of power. Mm. Was it the Pope? <laughs> it was like a queen or something. Yeah. Duchess, uh, you, know, it was, you know, like, it, that was, I saw, like, he, like, touched her butt or something like that, whereas, like, you know, it's, mm. you know, it's maybe mildly douchebaggy, but, you know, he, he it's Chris Pratt. He, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Chris well, Pratt crops a few. It's Andy Dwyer. James Gunn explained it. He's like, well, just imagine him going and seducing somebody and then they get upset about said seduction and then arrest him for it. So, hmm. just a big, big misunderstanding. He's, he's almost like a Jack Sparrow in space, in a way, maybe. Maybe. Um, but, but I like the Andy Dwyer in space. No, a, a lot of people are also talking about how it's Marvel's riskiest film since Iron Man. Well, yeah, because... You know, Nobody knows them. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows them. They're not on any brand, and it's going to be a weird movie. Yeah. But, I mean, I... It, it, uh, did you see their poster? No, I love the poster. Yeah, uh, the the poster is kind of smart because it says from the studio that brought you, and then it lists Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Avengers, and then it says Guardians of the Galaxy, and it shows them, and at the bottom it says you're welcome. Yeah, that was a good poster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I think this movie has to it has to do well. It, no matter what, this movie needs to do well for Marvel because it shows you that they can do other characters outside of the Avengers franchise. Howard the Duck! I well, can see it doing as well as what Captain America and Thor did when they first came out. That yeah. sounds pretty uh, that, that, Yeah, that would be... I would be shocked if it, it didn't do at least that. Yeah. I, and I think what could happen... Uh, but it is coming out in August. That's always a tough time for movies. But uh, it's also like, well, the way you think about it is, it like, uh, consider that like Iron Man two came out uh, April thirtieth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the way the weekend falls because you know maybe last year would have been like July thirty first. Yeah. Well, I think it. I mean, honestly, I. Th- it's I, also devoid because there's a lot of you know big movies. It's uh, looking for a quieter season mm-hmm. in August. So at least it's not you know, you know mid to late August, which is where the real crap comes out. You know, early August. You know, you know it's still you know, you know less of a tent pole picture, but you know could still be pretty good. Well, I, uh, a theater distributor actually brought up a good point about how Gravity came out in the middle of October, which is not normally known as blockbuster season, yeah, made a shit ton of fucking yeah. money. And he, I mean, this last summer, there were so many fucking you know, big movies that came out in like a three-month period. And the theater distributor was just like, you're telling me you can't spread these out over a year right. and you won't make more money in the long run? Yeah. And I think, you know, looking at this year, Captain America comes out at the beginning of April. Yeah. And and, month earlier than month, month mm-hmm. and April's not known for like you know uh, particularly early April known for you know quality films really. But yeah, but that one is going to make bank. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah. maybe not Iron Man three money, but it'll make a lot of money. Yeah. Robert Downey <laughs> <Jr>. money. <laughs> and I do think that because I'm sure that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to tie into either maybe the end of Avengers two or definitely Avengers three when when they address the Thanos issue. Well, I was going to ask about. That. Did you guys see uh, the? Uh, Title, or the song listings for uh, Captain America? No. No. No, no. no, 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 no I'm not. No I know spoilers. there's a spoiler. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm going to talk I'll about. Okay. Uh, probably the end credits tag. The last one on there is Quill's SOS. Ooh. What's that mean? That's the name of the last track. I, I Peter Quill. Star Lord? Star Lord. Okay. 
So I don't I don't know how it would I am a little annoyed that you just said that. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I said no spoilers. No, spoiler. I wouldn't have because I've been avoiding it. Ah, that's not ass. the spoiler. That's not the spoiler. Ah. That's not the spoiler everybody well, talking yeah, about. Well, really. yeah, but it's still the end credits thing. I, I, I like to not know what's going into the end credits thing. And you just essentially just told me. And you just... <sighs> but evidently, that was also supposed to be on Iron Man 3. Okay. So, I don't think it has anything to do with Captain America. Mm. It's just a means for them to connect yeah. the films. Kind of like to the end of uh, Thor, The Dark World. Yeah. I mean, okay, that was they was connected to Thor, but... Yeah. They, but... They're doing the multiple post credit scenes again, too. So. Okay. Hopefully they actually put them in the correct order. Right? <laughs> they drove me nuts in Thor. <laughs> Maybe uh, Sam Jackson will be asleep. Will be like in a cryo for most of the movie. He wakes up and sees like sees a foot, news uh, footage of a bunch of uh, you know. Uh, I know the other one too. So a hell carries in the ground. Steve Rogers, you have some motherfucking explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you do to my armory? <laughs> yeah, the other spoiler I am upset about that got leaked, so I won't mention it. Okay. <laughs> it bugs me. That one extremely. Bucky is the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Which some people are apparently pissed about. I, I uh, know, right? Well, we talked about that on the last episode. Uh, we're just gonna have... Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, there's one guy. I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode or not. There's one guy who got pissed at me for telling him Bucky died in the first movie. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Come on, guys. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one for a couple of years <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to ruin somebody's day. Hey, guess what? Uncle Ben died in the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> the rice guy? Yeah. Dude, that is, you know that instant rice does not taste like rice. I don't know if you guys eat that shit. But no. <laughs> Uncle Ben's but, uh, instant rice is not real rice. <laughs> Go, going back to it being a tricky movie for Marvel, or a risky movie, uh, I mean, if it doesn't do well, do you think Marvel would go back on some of their movies in development and focus on bigger names? Um, all I could see them doing is, you know, maybe uh, allocating less money uh, to the, you know, the, you know, weirder films because they don't want to, you know, lose their shirt and uh, hat over, you know, uh, properties. Yeah, I think Ant Man is definitely too far into development to like shit can or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, but like Doctor Strange, evidently they're looking for a director on it. Yeah, you know. because that should be a kind of weird movie as well. Could be. Well, uh, no better way to die as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Getting 69 60, 60, 60, by Godzilla. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know, I, I mean, it's not like they have to do a Doctor Strange movie. I mean, they have a runaway script that yeah. they, they've been sitting on for years now at this point. They already re- they already made a runaways film. No. No, they didn't. <laughs> as long as Chris and Stewart's not in the Marvel's runaways, I'm good. Oh, he was okay as Joan Jet. <laughs> um I don't think I don't think one bad movie is gonna change their whole agenda. Yeah. Or well I shouldn't even say one flop will not change their whole agenda because of the amount of money they know that they're gonna make mm-hmm. when Captain America comes out and Iron Man and the Avengers, like right. they they have those paydays already set in the schedule. They know they're going to make you know tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. There's no reason that they that the other projects would suffer. As far as I can see, I, yeah. mean, just, I mean, now they definitely have the banking of Disney behind them. Yeah, that plus um, if they if it already has a like a major name, if you already have a major name tied to the film, like in a lead role or whatever, yeah. they're not going to cut money from that project because then people are going to get pissed off. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are complaining that there aren't any stars in the movie either, which annoys me. Gardens of the Galaxy? Chris Pratt! Yeah, that's all that's in it. Zoe, Zoe, Sol- Sandal, Solana. Uh, Z- Zoe Saldana is in it. Yeah. No poster-worthy names are basically what they're complaining she's about. Well, at the same time, okay. Bradley Cooper? Just add Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. Yeah, everybody the in the office like, knew who... Well, yeah, everybody in the office know who, knew who Chris Pratt was. Yeah. yeah. They know he's Andy from the... Uh, from, uh, uh, 
Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I mean, they all recognized him as that, and they were all like, ooh. I mean, they they, they got excited when he came on the screen, so yeah. I don't really understand how that's a big deal. Yeah. Like we also, having, we also yeah. live in Indiana, so I feel like that show has more traction here just for the sake <laughs> of it being set here. Like one, the only network television. No, wait, that's the not middle. true. The middle. Yeah, I was about to but say the, the middle. The middle's kind of awful. I don't watch it. I don't know. But uh, so I don't really agree with that at all. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, and, I mean, you look at that list and it goes on and on about what the stars that are in it: Benicio del Toro, fucking Glenn Close. Like, mm. really? You're gonna yeah. complain about the star power of this movie? Yeah, and it doesn't. I don't know. And it doesn't seem get an audience in there. Well, who? Why, why the fuck does star power even matter? I I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like Chris Hemsworth was a star when they did yeah. Thor. Or yeah. well, Robert Downey Jr. Who's kind sexy. of you know, his star was you know, kind of. Yeah, everybody. Of, uh, the star was tainted with heroin. <laughs> Let's just say that, right? But yeah, I mean, Robert Downey wasn't. I mean, everybody knew who the hell he was, but yeah. he wasn't a, a box office draw. It was more point. of a punchline at that point. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it doesn't. I don't know. That's that's a weird bitchy complaint. Yeah. I feel like that's been the the thing about all the Marvel movies. You know, they didn't really. None of them really and, have the star power. And I think yeah. that works better for you know uh, comic characters because you know. Uh, I think sometimes that can, you know, detract with uh, films like, you know, you're just thinking, oh, look, that's such and such up there. I think it allows you maybe to, you know... Um, Suspend have... disbelief and yeah. actually feel more immersed in what's happening. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, though. That trailer put me in such a good mood that day. Yeah, I had that fucking song stuck in my head. For... I still have it stuck in my head. <laughs> ooga chaka, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. <laughs> and it immediately made me think of Ali McBeal. <laughs> I never watch Ally McBeal. Are you about to admit something here on the podcast, David? That I've seen Ally McBeal? Yes, I have yeah. seen Ally McBeal. There's an episode where there's a dancing baby. That's right. Okay, yeah, I thought that was a And the dancing baby is Ugo Chaka, Ugo Chaka, and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the intent was that she she wanted a baby or something. That's why I went into hooked on a feeling. Yeah, what, but, wasn't uh, that, was that, that was a David E. Kelly show, right? Yeah. He was doing it at the same time as the practice. Let's just mm-hmm. keep him away from superhero, shall we? And Boston <laughs> Public, I think, or was that after? Uh, it was it was during Alan Mobile's run. That was like ninety nine, ninety nine. I want to say Boston Public um, with uh, Conan McBride. It was probably I want to say the latter end, but probably during the same same time. But uh. I know one thing that's going to elevate Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I believe uh, Lee Pace is in this. Yeah, he's so his, the accuser. <laughs> so yeah, uh, eyebrow game uh, on point for that motherfucker. <laughs> he has better bar- eyebrows than Charles Barkley. As so. seen in The Hobbit. Yes. Dave <laughs> uh, Gunn mentioned that uh, the reason the, the Badoon aren't in there is they're owned by Fox. Which is funny. Yeah, I know. Me, uh, yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder wh- how, how what the setup is with those rights issues. Right? But anyway, so, uh, yeah. nice, nice segue. Yeah. We're going to... Talk about the bad news we got after from, the Guardians from, of the Galaxy trailer. From Fox. Yeah, they totally <laughs> killed that hooked on a feeling. <laughs> they uh, uh, announced the casting for Fantastic Four. Um, I only heard one. Which one? Uh, one the, of the castings. Oh, Michael B. Jordan which is isn't what I I, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch is actually really fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and he and he'll oh. he'll probably do a fantastic job. And but I think Josh Tank will do a good job too because uh, me and he both loved Chronicle. Yeah, Chronicle was a really well done movie. Why so, not Batista again? I mean, what? Why don't we get Batista in Fantastic Four? <laughs> <laughs> He's blowing it up. <laughs> at least <laughs> it would be a good thing. <laughs> at least they didn't have like you know uh, fucking uh, Jonah Hill as the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, an interesting. Well, uh, uh, the uh, you know what uh, I realized uh, about the, the thing? You know who was playing him? It's Billy Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the the thing... Let's just go through everybody. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So we got Michael B. Jordan playing the Human Torch. Awesome. Um, the guy who's playing Reed Richards is Miles Teller, who the last movie I can really think of he was in was The Spectacular Now with uh, Shalane Woodley. I didn't see that. Um, Her movie looks terrible. What? Her oh. movie looks terrible. Oh, Divergent? The Divergent? Yeah. Hmm. What are you, why are you going... Ugh. It just looks terrible. Those it, trailers... It looks like a generic Hunger Games guy. with the Harry Potter involved because there's a, a sorting. <laughs> yeah. <kind of laughs> okay. But okay. I mean, I uh, there's a bunch. Well, I guess it just that is like a generic tween movie coming out. Another young adult. I want to take you to Hollywood. Generic someday. movie that will be. <laughs> I'm show you what Hollywood is. A bunch of people buy for 13-year-old attention. I know. That's all it is. I know. They don't don't make stuff for me. I don't know. I I, I was sort of intrigued by Kate Winslet's involvement 
because yeah. she doesn't normally do like big maybe budget movies. Uh, maybe, but it still doesn't seem like she would the type of thing she would need to do. She might have had a contract with the studio. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you have to do so many movies with us, and they're like, you want you in this one? <laughs> So who's huh. playing Sue Storm? Uh, yeah, Sue Storm is Kate Mara. I like, I like, I like both of those. I like, I like Kate Mara. I haven't really seen her in enough things. I, excuse me, I suppose. I like. Well, I don't know if it she's seems, Sue Storm, but I like her as an actress. It seems like she's naturally older than everybody, though. Yeah. Like uh, the 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 cast they're she going for like seems incredibly girl. young. Mm-hmm. So, but she doesn't seem like somebody who's in her twenties, honestly, to yeah. me. Well, but how how old is Rooney Mira? I don't know. Oh, because they're sisters. Rooney yeah, I know. Mira's a girl from the Social Network. If people are confused, yeah, or girl with a dragon sure. tattoo yeah. is probably yeah. the better one to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. No, not that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but the 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 biggest what. What the fuck from the casting is Jamie Bell as the thing? Do you, do you know? Do you have any idea? He uh, he played Tintin. Oh, <laughs> I, I like I like Tintin. Yeah, yeah he's good movie. as Tintin. But you see him, but he uh, he's not. You know, the thing is kind of a jock. He's kind of you know a good natured jock, but, yeah. but you don't. That you, implies that he doesn't really have the build for the thing. Well, Michael Chiklis was a politician over here. You know? Yeah, it was like I, I, when I was talking to Matt about this, I sent him a picture of Michael Chiklis, and I was like, "You can't go from this to that. That was just, just fucking weird." Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind the younger take of the, the Fantastic Four because I'm used to that with like Ultimate FF. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, it's but, there. It's... But, but somebody who would have been like maybe, maybe good fit, you know, body like a Chris Pratt type, where like you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it just seems as if I think the uh, the way Matt put it is that it seems like a misunderstanding of the character by the studio because you're sort of uh, casting somebody like a, a skinny guy who's gonna turn into like a, a big rock monster. Yeah. And yes, you know Ben Grimm is angry that he's ugly. Uh, shit. Yeah, he he he's turned into it, but it's not it's not like the Hulk. Yeah. And it almost just seems as if that's what it looks like. Almost like they're g- turning like a skinny little nerd into. It's the same personality. Yeah. Between the characters, I would say that like uh, where's the Hulk singer is you know directed outward. He's like you know a rampaging two year old in essence. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Grimm is you know with, you know kind of more melancholy. It's you know anger He's directed an and anger you know turned inward. Yeah, I mean, and then like you know some anger out you know because you know. That's because he still has the sense to be able to control his emotions for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it just it seemed like a weird thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Jamie Bell was just an odd decision. I feel like the uh, the coolest idea I, I heard from somebody was uh, um, you know make the thing into uh, you know a CG character or whatever, mm-hmm. but have Josh Gad from uh, uh, who did Olaf the Snowman uh-huh. be uh, Ben Grimm essentially. Hmm. I thought that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> hmm. uh, also, did you guys hear the rumors that Doom will be a woman? I heard the idea was being thrown around. Although, Von Doom. So would she be Sue's Victor Von Doom. girlfriend? Victor Von Otto Doom. Octavius. Otto Octavius. 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 Like, Octavius. Man, what's wrong with my brain right now? <laughs> I think I had too much sashimi. There's just like all kinds of yellow toes swimming around my gut. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> taking one of two ways. <laughs> um, but you know, I took it raw, <laughs> sliced sashimi style, with a little bit of soy and wasabi. Which way were you talking about? Um, but, <laughs> but I was, uh, you know, I, they're doing the sixties to set in the sixties. You know, I, I really want, you know, I, I know they won't go this direction. Part of me really wants, you know, the Doom talking in the third person Doom. <laughs> Doom. Doom has requested the accursed Richards throw out the milk bottle when the milk bottle is empty. How many times will Doom go with the, the cereal without milk? Water does not cut it for Doom's frosted flakes. Oh my god. Maybe if MF Doom, if they got MF Doom to play Doom, that'd be alright. And he could just, every line could be in rhyme, in meter. That wouldn't be that hard to ask. I don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, I don't. The whole Doom being a woman thing, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I don't think gender is a major identifying factor behind Doom. Honestly. No, I mean, just as long as it's a good, you know, as long as Doom is better than you know, uh, the last uh, <laughs> film. No, oh, yeah. Where it felt the, like he was only cast because you know uh, he was a pretty boy and he was popular in FX and mm-hmm. like yeah, that was that was a studio decision, not a yeah art, art, artistic decision. <laughs> Were there any of those previous movies? <laughs> you know, Michael I, Chiklis is the thing, and Chris Evans is Johnny Storm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the only things in those movies that they got right yeah. was that relationship between Ben and Johnny. I mm. I still think so. Yeah. They were bros. Yeah. Bros. No, I didn't mind uh, Ian... Uh, uh, Ewan Grufford? Yeah, yeah. Ewan. Ewan? Ewan Yeah, he's Welsh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mind him as, as Reed. I, th- I thought he did a solid job. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't amazing, but he's... Yeah. yeah. But Jessica Alba's Sue Storm was very weird. <laughs> now, those movies, I think they're kind of affected by... At least the, the second one. Um, by bad writing? Well, yeah, and the fact that the the second one came post Batman Begins, I feel like Batman Begins brought an entire shift in the superhero movie, mm. and the first one came out before. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like the Fantastic Four, the second one, was just I don't know. I don't think that was the issue with it. I think it was the issue was that they they. I don't know. In my head, they sort of pussied out on the whole Galactus thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could have made like you know a, a two-parter film, like where the the second film deals like with the Silver Surfer and Galactus appears in the third one uh, at the end of it, and then sets up the third one. Or they could have just you know, I don't yeah, not done some in the second one. Um, yeah, maybe. Or, I mean, I don't know. Have Galactus be more than some sort of solar storm thing, or whatever the fuck he it was. He's in there. You can see his silhouette in the cloud. Well, yeah, was, they. I, I, I think it would have been better if they just done. I don't know the 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 traditional. N- not even just the the ultimate Galactus, the like swarm yeah, of yeah. ships or robots and stuff. That, at least that that's more tangible than uh, giant giant cloud of death. Yeah, man, it too is. bad, too bad. Fucking Green Lantern didn't know that. <laughs> God, that was a bad movie. Why? Wow. Uh, didn't it have Ryan Reynolds in it? <laughs> Doesn't every movie Ryan Reynolds star in? Isn't it like the best thing ever? No. no can no. you can you name ask, for me? Ask Jeff Daniels good? about that. We're R.I.P.D. That that one was good. <laughs> it's okay. It's can watchable. You, can we name any other solid Ryan Reynolds films? Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna say that R.I.P.D. was just okay, I don't know if I'm gonna agree that Van Wilder was that good. It's, it's really funny for what it was. For, right. for the t- product of its time, but... Yeah, as a National Lampoon movie, yeah. it was pretty good. All right. I'll allow it. I just um, don't think that putting semen in donuts is funny. I, I like Blade 3. Things got a little bit hectic in our room in college. Blade 3. He was in Blade 3? Yeah, uh, Attainable King. I watched yeah. Blade, and that was it. And, and, before, and he was the best part in... Wolverine Origins or whatever the hell. Yeah, he was, he was the best part. We're not counting that as a good movie. Was he shirtless? But no, no. no. Oh, I thought I thought that might have colored your. Well, I mean, his character was shirtless, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't him when they shut yeah. up Deadpool and he was. He didn't have a mouth. Yeah, that mouth. was such fucking bullshit. How can you take away the marks with the mouth? Mouth. Yeah, that was fucking retarded on somebody's part. If you guys part. haven't played the Deadpool video game, you're missing out on a great. Experience because it's fucking hilarious. Every every time Deadpool speaks in anything that he's in, he's always being a smartass. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's some uh, other good Ryan Reynolds movies. What's that one where he was buried? Oh yeah, buried. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was because he was near death. I don't know. I didn't see it. I think it was a good bit of acting. Maybe I just I, I just boycott all Ryan Reynolds films, and that's why I don't think there are any good ones. There was a romantic comedy. He Definitely, did. maybe. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good in that. That was a good movie. I don't know. That I one forget either. who. Uh, Isla Fisher and da, 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 da. Elizabeth Banks and. Oh. Was it Rachel McAdams? Maybe or no. It was Rachel something. It was. Uh, she was in a Born Ultimatum, not Ultimatum, the uh, Legacy. Uh, black haired. Oh, no, I'm thinking. Uh, Mummy, Mummy. Oh, oh Rachel Wise. Yeah. This yeah, she yeah, was yeah. in it too, I believe. But yeah, that was that was a good one. 
All right. Um, I feel like there's something else. I'm gonna look him up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody jumps I really? to Ryan Reynolds' defense. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I mean, I, I waiting I, was okay. Oh, yeah, waiting. waiting. Yeah, no, waiting was really oh, good. Well, that yeah. one. Waiting was really good. I'll give you that one. Okay. <laughs> that. Uh, oh, and he was in Adventureland as the douchebag. Oh yeah, Adventureland <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> See, I mean, Ryan Reynolds isn't a bad actor. He was just badly cast as Hal Jordan. <laughs> okay. Well, I I don't think it was what was wrong with that movie though. No, no. There's a lot that was worse, worse, ah, worse off in that movie. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let us move on. You gentlemen saw a movie I did not see, which is probably Strange. seems odd. Strange. In my defense, I was at the theaters this weekend. I watched four movies in a row. Oh. I was at the Oscar marathon. I saw Philomena, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street and uh, Twelve Years a Slave. What'd you think of Twelve Years a Slave? I don't care about the rest of them. I know where you're going. Smoking say. aces. He's in smoking aces. We're on a conversation. Can we let Ryan Reynolds die? It was a good movie, but can we let Ryan Reynolds die? But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Twelve Years a Slave is utterly fantastic. I mean, it, I cried during in the theater. It was a hard watch. Yeah, I I, I walked out of the theater so depressed. Like I I was still. Almost crying in my car when I was driving away. Just, Roll one for the dead homie kind of situation because that's how I, I mean the th- the the I don't know the gut punch to me in that movie is the end, like when it um it's I haven't seen it neither have I, but I'm pretty sure something bad happens to him because he was a slave for twelve years. <laughs> well, he, well, I mean he, he reunites with his family. I mean you know that going in because it's based on a, a memoir of uh, yeah. I, I mean he wrote the book, the memoir okay. of okay. what happened that's to him. Fine. Tell the me thing because I gave you the. Captain America. That's right. Spoiler, spoiler. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, well, at the end, it's talking about what Solomon did after he returned home. But the the you the last line is the whereabouts and the means of his death are unknown. And you're just and after he came back home, he wrote the book. He tried to uh, prosecute the people who had originally kidnapped him. Though that didn't go well. Right. Uh, and you know he he helped out on the Underground Railroad and so forth. So I don't know just. Seeing that and picturing what could have happened to him, what may have happened to him, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little harsh, especially after watching that and seeing what he did. The br- most brutal scene is uh, where he's, you know, you know, just waiting around uh, in the, when he's strung up in the tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the especially the way... It's shot. And- it, 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 it feels like it's going on for forever, and you see people, like other slaves, coming out of their houses and so forth and leaving him there and not helping him. Because he's, he's hanging there, and he's on his tippy toes, mm-hmm. like barely he, 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 being able to breathe and stand, and everybody's going on as if it's completely normal, and you see children playing in the background and laughing and giggling while this man is hanging there in full sight. And the the other harsh thing was the whipping scene. Oh yeah! And the way that's filmed is amazing because it's all one single shot, wow. and, and it like the way it's framed, it's set up like, you know, when you watch old movies that are about slavery and they do whipping or something like that, it's always kind of off screen. But he starts like twirling the camera around, and it it gets more and more intense, and you see more of what's happening to the girl gaining, getting whipped and eventually you, you, you're seeing the the lashes on her back you're seeing the skin come off wow and it's yeah it's it's incredibly i mean there's an artistry behind like almost every shot in that film that makes me i, I and there's so much emotional power to every i don't it baffles me that gravity is supposed to be the front runner versus Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, I, I thought gravity was pretty, and I thought Sandra Bullock gave you know fine performance, but you know it's not. The story this. was generic. I thought kind of it's. Yeah, I mean, and the dialogue was pretty bad, mm-hmm. and it just I don't understand how it would could be considered on the same level as Twelve Years a Slave. I mean, to me, the my two favorite films last year were Wolf of Wall Street and Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have some reasons why I think that it might not be the. F- front runner, but I'm not going to say them on air because, well, I probably just shouldn't get into that right now. But yeah, 
That's cool. I really want to see that movie. I'm, I'm dying to see it. Uh, yeah. The interesting thing about the way they set up the schedule, I noticed that after our, I finished watching uh, Philomena and Dallas Buyers Club, was that it seemed as if they had... It, it probably had more to do with length than anything because the last two movies are so long. Was... Uh, uh, all four of those movies are anti-establishment movies. Mm-hmm. Like Philomena is about the Catholic Church screwing over a woman and you know, taking her child away from her. The, the the second one was about the FDA and the corruption that goes along. What did you think of uh, Dallas Buyers Club, by the way? I really liked it. Me too. Um, and then Wolf of Wall Street is obviously about Wall Street and what? the dirty. That, that wasn't that awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's. I don't. I don't want to retread ground because we, we've already sort of talked mm-hmm. about these a little bit on the. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, it was just interesting. It's and obviously twelve years of slave about slavery. It's like the ultimate form of establishment bullshit that yeah. America did. Which, yeah, I just thought it was funny they scheduled them like that because next week. You got Gravity, you got Captain Phillips, you got you know, American Hustle. It's like the, the, and her. And what was the other one? Nebraska. Oh, it's oh, sort of like the crowd pleasing ones are all on one day. Nebraska, <laughs> like, Nebraska, like it's, you know, it's a, and her, you know, I think it's kind of a bummer film, but Nebraska, like, uh, it has that quality, but it's, it's also pretty funny because, you know, you have Will Forte and. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of this old man running around trying to get his lottery ticket or something. Yeah, it, but and, uh, I, I, it's, I look it's forward good. to seeing it. It's the last best picture I haven't actually seen. Now, oh, have you seen it inside Lewin Davis? Be at the Oscars, definitely not. Oh, that's, a, that's not nominated for Best Picture. I don't think. Never mind. But Which one? Inside Lewin Davis. No, it didn't get nominated. That oh man, that's that's a rough film to watch. It's <laughs> that's a rough film. I mean, it's. Any chance? I feel like we're back to the beginning of this. Podcast. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> talking about last it's, really, it's really it's really melancholy. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty sad. It's uh. Probably I'm the, sort of hitting this on Cohen brother films. I I, I can be too, uh, but uh, it, it's definitely worth your time. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of theirs you have to watch more than once. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about Lebowski. Really. Like uh, it took me a bit to you know kind of get the rhythms of that film and the jokes. Uh, yeah. But the one I liked uh, from the get go, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and then also uh, I liked yeah. uh, Burn After Reading. See Burn yeah. After Reading, I didn't like the first time. No Country um, for Old Men made me want to punch people. <laughs> that, that was one I had to watch a couple times. Uh. I didn't want to watch it again. I wanted my money back after that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't I, yeah. Well, anyways, on to the movie that won't be nominated for anything. Oscar talk <laughs> is uh, the RoboCop remake, which I actually, I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. I, I thought, thought it was okay. I would leave off the adjective. And just say I enjoyed it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so you didn't really enjoy it. No, I just enjoyed it. I, well, there wasn't enough. I don't think it had enough balls. I don't That's think it had. I, well, I don't I, think it had the balls of the original film. We well, yeah, they got burned we off. Were, yeah, we mentioned that when we weren't taping that he didn't have any testicles. Thus, he was a hand and a head. He didn't even get a and some lungs didn't even and get shit. A bee with his woman, yeah. which I, which he thought was going to happen until oh wait they blew his nuts off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously we knew that knew that it was coming, but still. Well, I don't know how why they took so much so much of his body away either. I I don't, I don't quite get that. Fucking Did, cyborg. Can I well, can I bring up one thing since you're all talking about balls? Yeah. This is a quote from Betty White. Yes. Why do people say grow some balls? Balls are weak and sensitive. If you really want to get tough, grow a vagina. Those things take a pounding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good old well, I, I think the reason he lost so much of his body was uh, because the pro- the process to put him in the tin can. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't feel like there was as much. Maybe I just because I've only seen it the one time, and I've seen uh, the original. I've seen it more than once. Yeah. But, like I just didn't feel like there was as much commentary going on. There really wasn't. Or if, if I thought the, was, the movie didn't have as much balls. It as felt kind of toothless. Like uh, the the best part of I thought it was like the beginning, like where you know they kind of you know take you know the current use of drones uh, warfare. Yeah, you and you know, like uh, they took something. it to a you know logical uh, conclusion in the future uh, with you know actual like ro- you know androids cyborg. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of makes me glad I, I, I didn't see it, because that was the thing I was most interested in. Like, I think the last trailer sort of made it seem as if they were going to go for some sort of commentary, and well, that was the thing that sort of attracted studio, me the most. The studio wouldn't let him go for a rated R, either. Uh, so maybe there'll be a director's cut? Because I, th- I think I, that would have improved it, Like, and also, like, uh, halfway through, it kind of uh, loses its footing, becomes like a revenge film, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of feel like the first one did, too. Yeah. But, but uh, I don't think... It, 
I don't think it worked as well. I mean, this one felt like, you know, kind of the ending felt anticlimactic. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I thought the action sequences were great. I, I actually liked seeing him fight and shoot. Uh, I, I thought that was great. There were only two of them that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, I was, there weren't many. There weren't many. They had a great mouthpiece. Sam Jackson, like the the way they formatted that, where you were like going back and forth from the new show, from the, the new studio, and then out into the world and mm-hmm. seeing what's going on, and then you get the then you get like the color commentary of it. Then you go back to the events, more color commentary. They set it up to where they could have done a lot more, but ultimately, all Sam Jackson ends up doing is being like an exposition device. Yeah, yeah, he much. just ends up being like, oh. Isn't it funny the way I turn this phrase and use this particular... America is robophobic! And maybe I'm supposed to be Bill O'Reilly. Maybe not. Like, that was... I don't know. It was a shame. I'm Bill O'Reilly with Jerry Curls. (laughs) Or treated hair. See, the first one, it was just so in-your-face about the commentary that it was trying to make. And this one, I I wish it would have had that. I feel as if that director kind of likes subtly... Because of Paul Verhoeven or whatever the hell? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he did Starship Troopers and Showgirls too. Yeah. It's yeah. like he can't do anything, so. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's definitely criticism, but, like, it felt like, you know, uh, like, pu- they pulled their punches more ra- rather than, you know, they weren't, it wasn't that they were subtle, it was like, you know, they mm. were. They didn't do enough. Yeah. yeah. And even the violence, I mean, there wasn't much. I, I mean, the violence is so brutal in the first RoboCop, and you're just kind of like, "Where's it at?" You know. Mm. I mean, it's they there is violence in it, but just not as like gut wrenching as the original one is. Well, now like Murphy's beat to bloody pulp in the original one before he becomes RoboCop. I mean, that by fucking red from that '70s show. Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> But, uh... Man, Kurtwood Smith was kind of a dick in the 80s. I mean, right? he caused his kid to kill himself in Dead Poet Society, beat the crap uh, out of RoboCop. But, uh... Well, I feel... It's because RoboCop is a brand now. When the first one came out, it was a movie fucking called RoboCop. <laughs> he had, Nobody he had, knew what the... Uh, didn't, probably didn't think it was going to be that successful. Wasn't there, like, a RoboCop that. Batman video game for the Genesis, or, like, RoboCop and... Yeah. Or maybe it was RoboCop and Predator or Alien, something ridiculous like that. I, had a, I, I, I would bet more on the latter than RoboCop Batman. Uh, I, had, I, had <laughs> I think that was a comic, maybe, actually. Well, Probably, because I think Frank Miller wrote the second yeah. RoboCop script. Yeah. So that one makes more sense. Um, I had a RoboCop 3 video game for Sega Genesis, but that's the only RoboCop game. Then I think there might have been a RoboCop Batman. Ah, RoboCop versus the Terminator. Oh. Uh, yeah. I think that was a comic book as well. Because they were crossing over all those books back in the day. Like, I have an <laughs> Aliens... Let's throw... Let's Batman versus Predator miniseries. They did, like, four of those. Let's treat our properties like spaghetti, and if it sticks <laughs> to the wall, it's good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I liked it, and I'm, I'm holding out for a director's cut, maybe. Hmm. Maybe there'll be some character development. That's another thing. There was just no... There really wasn't character development other than he developed from being a human into a robot, and then that was into him. a robo into like, from a robot into a RoboCop. He there was a <laughs> there was a slight moment where he tried to like cope with the fact that he no longer was human, and he was yeah. like, and it was like thirty seconds, and he runs off, and he's like, all right, I guess this is the way my life's gonna be from now on, and then that's that, and then I mean, mo- the majority of the time, also he's kind of like they're controlling his dictating his emotions to him, so. He's not actually allowed to show any emotion, yeah. which I just—it's hard. It's hard for an audience to connect to uh, the hero of the story when he like doesn't grow. He doesn't grow in front of you. It doesn't give you a reason to to be on his side. Well, he—I I feel like he did. He, he eventually broke through their programming and was able to. Do yeah, control. not till the very at the very end. Well, even even when he started going on his revenge and solving his own murder. I mean, yeah, okay, he, he wasn't supposed to. They were trying. They were going to shut him down because he knew. Well, the police chief knew that she was going to be found out, and that's actually one of I, I, I one of my favorite scenes of the movie was when he went in and killed the the two uh, uh, dirty cops. Yeah, and it was about to kill her before they shut him down. Like I, I thought that was I thought that was a great scene. Death by Robocution. 
my my two favorite characters in the movie were actually uh, uh, Gary Oldman, who did a wonderful job as he always does, yeah. and Michael Keaton. I thought Michael Keaton was really good. But what's uh, monthly more tactical? Maybe black. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, there's a funny thing. I didn't even think about it when I did it. My dad got me a a tumbler. It's in the Hot Wheel form now, Uh but it's a camouflage one. And the first thing I asked him was like, "Does it come in black?" (laughs) (laughs) You think about it, black or white? Yeah. No I have no friends. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be a director's cut. I really hope so. I doubt there'll be another movie. No. Well, no. it did really well overseas. Oh, did it? Yeah. It didn't do well here at all. RoboCop is pretty popular overseas. Uh, I think they're... it made $100 million so far, just internationally. Yeah, and that was how much it, its budget was. So. There's a... You've, you've seen it, probably seen it on YouTube, but there's this... Uh, RoboCop fried chicken commercial where like these, these RoboCop uh, comes out of the TV screen uh, and steals like the refrigerator because there's uh, fried uh, this fried chicken in there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Have you guys not seen the commercial? Uh, no. I'll start it to you after we're done with this podcast. It's pretty funny. All right. Sounds good. Um, um, well, yeah. it's good. I liked it. It's worth uh, rental. <laughs> it's good he got the rental recommendation. <laughs> it's worth watching. You know. All right. Well, now that we're in the land of the '80s, um, let's talk about some depressing news. Um, Harold, Harold Ramis uh, died today. That beautiful blonde hair. I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> <laughs> David, before the podcast, pulled out one of his old Ghostbuster action figures and one of the first things both me and Chance said when we saw it is why the hell is he blonde? <laughs> uh, from, uh, the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon series. But uh so yeah I think he was 69. Yeah he was 69. <laughs> Died of uh, complications to uh, uh, I can't pronounce the Can you spell it? And then I can try. Well no no I can't pronounce it. It's a multi-word it's long and was it like congestive heart failure or? No, it, it didn't say congestive heart failure. Right. It, it might have been. It might be something similar. But uh, yeah, it sucks. It really bummed me out all day. Yeah, I, I was gonna go through the, his IMDb page. The man's put out a shit ton of fucking work. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's a com- comedy genius. I mean, he started. Yeah, well, he, 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 South, uh, Second City TV. Yeah. Uh, he was also, I think, he was involved in the Harvard National Lampoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the founders of National Lampoon. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he wrote Animal House. Mm-hmm. He wrote Animal House. Autoimmune wrote... inflammatory vasculitis. Yeah. Mm. The itis means is I think it's Greek. We know about the itis, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he wrote Animal House. He Nobody meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes. Stripes is awesome. Ghostbusters, Back to School. Um, I don't know what Club Paradise and Armed and Dangerous is. Uh, those, I, I'm assuming those probably weren't. <laughs> but yeah, Ghostbusters two, uh, Groundhog Day. Uh, analyze this. Uh, yeah. Bedazzled is also mentioned. His career probably. We, we could probably stop at Groundhog Day and not mention that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Your one was a great film. No, it wasn't. <laughs> we think he directed that one. Didn't he, also di- <laughs> he also directed a couple episodes of The Office. Yeah, he did uh, four of those. He appeared as, uh,. Seth Rogen's uh, dad and knocked up. Yeah, which one of these did he direct? He directed Caddyshack. He directed uh, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. He didn't write that one. Uh, he directed Groundhog Day. He directed Multiplicity. Does anybody remember what that one is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he directed the Analyze This Saga. I'm just <laughs> and then Be Dazzled in Year One. And he acted in a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he... I mean, that, 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 that's a giant impact on comedy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he de- he he, def- he changed 
he changed comedy. I mean, it started with Animal House on. It was it was a new brand of sort of I don't know. I want to say like rough and tumble comedy where oh uh, slobs versus snobs is like yeah, kind of the term they give it to it like it, it like Caddyshack or, or even Animal House because they're mm-hmm. like you know yeah. part of the uh, slobs versus snobs genre mm-hmm. and then like you know um, the nouveau riche <laughs> and like you know a fair amount of his films like you know like uh, it was like you know a comment like there's this uh, I'll see if I can find the quote but uh, you know his uh, comedy had uh, oftentimes had you know brain behind it like. Uh, Hillary. Uh, well, like, I think, like you know, like uh, like Groundhog Day. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a philosophical movie. Uh. And the thing about uh, a lot of his his movies is that they they normally had a lot of heart behind them. Yeah. It wasn't just being funny for the sake of being funny. It, you know, he actually had fully developed characters that were going through a story. It just happened to be funny, which you know, not a lot of comedies manage to do nowadays, and even he to a certain extent like year one I'm not really sure what the point of year one was yeah oh uh, here, here's some uh, here, this is from an interview he did with the believer in 2006 I can't tell you how many people have told me when I go to the movies I don't want to think and then the reviewer asks him does that offend you as a filmmaker it offends me as a human being why wouldn't you want to think what does that mean? Why don't Why not just shoot yourself in the fucking head? <laughs> <laughs> or people uh, people say they don't want to see any negative emotions. They don't want to see unpleasantness. I did a comedy with Al Franken about his character Stuart Smalley, which is really about alcohol, alcoholism, and addiction and codependency. It had some painful stuff in it. When we showed it to some focus groups, some of them actually said, "If I want to see a dysfunctional family, I'll stay at home." <laughs> and nobody wants to face reality. He also did the Ice Harvest. No, yeah, mm. he, did, he directed the Ice Harvest. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. But yeah, he, he, he. I don't know. He was essentially a comedy icon. And uh, here's what this uh, the the person who wrote this up. Uh, so I feel unfitting with that too. There's always a sense with him as a performer and a writer and a director is everything of a guy who got it. Even with a project obsessively retrograde, vulgar as Caddyshack, at the heart of that movie, <laughs> there's an intense but never self-righteous hatred of injustice. And a slight but definite distrust of the fuck it all hedonism it poses as a counter to the class problems depicted therein. The thread of his intelligence, his sensibility, his sensitivity runs through that film and into such un- an unlikely seeming object as Analyze This and the refre- refreshingly mordant passion project, The Ice Harvest. He was unique, irreplaceable. Honestly, yeah. when, when you first made a comment about your goatee I thought you were going to tell me that out of depression for the loss of him that you decided to change your facial hair that was my that was my first thought I sneezed it wasn't as heartfelt as but uh, I mean Ghostbusters is one of my all time favorite movies you know it's it's had an impact on my entire life I remember growing up watching it all the fucking time you know it's just it's one of those movies that I can just put in and watch. You know, I don't have to be. I could be in the worst mood, and it would. It brings a smile to my face. You know, like it's like a Tory Black now. <laughs> Is this true? Yes, this man has no dick. <laughs> and it just sucks. You know, it's just mm-hmm. everybody's got to go. Yeah, and he certainly accomplished a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. I mean. One hell of a career. Yeah. In the words of Kevin Smith, uh, big bucket of win. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're, we're losing a lot of heroes, like, you know, heroes this year. Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Pete Seeger. It's been a rough, I mean, like, even saying into last year, Lou Reed, George Jones. Yeah. A lot of people are falling off. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it comes with us getting older, but, you know, it, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just made me sad, and I don't know what to say. Right. Everything right, is old. awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're working on a team. <laughs> Everything is. <laughs> you know what I said on the Lego episode? No, did you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Darkness. No, no parents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I guess that will uh, wrap up the episode. Mm hmm. But, you know, uh, 
when an actor goes, like, you know, when an actor or director, you know, goes before the time, you know, the last thing you can do, uh, you know, if you're feeling down about it is, you know, Watch the yeah, movie. return to the work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just sucks now that Ghostbusters 3 probably won't happen. Maybe it will happen. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to happen now. I mean, uh, you know, what's the point? I mean, yeah. I think I've, you know, with yeah. him gone, there's no point. I mean, at least we got the video game. <laughs> Which is, it, it was fun. And the story was fun. It was, you know, it's, I like how, you know, that you're basically, you know, cannon fodder for them as the newbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a, da- there's a, there's a st- scary noise coming from there. Go check yeah, it out, Rook. It out. <laughs> I, don't, I like the video game. The video game is good. No, looking for it the next week. I know Thor comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll be able to talk. Uh, well, at least about the, um, short. yeah, Ben Kingsley's All Hail the King. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, again, uh, March 15th, come check me out at the Indiana Comic Con at 5 o'clock. Yeah. In room 121, me and Warner Swoops from Nerd Management. Woot. Yeah. Okay. Well, hit the... I'm David West. You can follow me at David West underscore K-O-E-S on Twitter. Um, I'm David Gilman. You can go fuck off, I guess. <laughs> you follow me, I'll follow you. <laughs> That's what I say. That was Chance. <laughs> oh, Don't follow me, please. I'll fuck you and shoot you. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I'm Andrew Crowley. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jumpin. Uh, no G on the end of that. Jack Flask, as in flask of booze. Uh, I mostly make jokes about classical music uh, and talk about basketball and shit. My leg is extremely sleep right now. I'm sorry. Up with my knee the entire time. And it's in that tingly stage. Where you can't really do anything with it. Remember the episode of Seinfeld, like where his uh... where he's going in to pitch the uh, the show. NBC mm. and the executive has a gimp leg, and Seinfeld splits asleep, and the dude walks in and thinks he's making fun. Good stuff. It really is. Okay. Um, oh. So, is Space Jam 2 actually happening? No, um, well, it is, but not with LeBron. Like, <laughs> LeBron, they want him, but, uh... This is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone, keep listening. Hey guys, just in case you're still listening, the song that we used for today's episode was Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. You can find it on iTunes. That way we can use the song and you know what, give them credit for it and go go make a purchase. Um, I did pay for it, by the way. I, I, I bought it off of iTunes myself. You know what else you can find on iTunes? Kind of epic show. So if you're listening to this on some other form of podcasting radio, you know what, go download us from iTunes. Go subscribe. Also, you know what? You can also check out Nerd Management. Uh, we'll be having a podcast with them on March 15th at Indiana Comic Con live. So go check us out. It's at 5 o'clock that Saturday. Uh, yeah, any info you need on that, you can find at IndieComicCon.com.